am. I am is powerful. It's invoking. It's life-changing. It is prophetic. It sets up our future. It tells our path where to go. It tells our angels how to guide and how to make things happen. We literally set things in motion by what we speak. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. I am. How have you been using those two words? Very, very small words, only three letters total. But how have you been using them? God himself was very selective on how he used I am. Jesus was very selective on when he spoke I am. Exodus 3.14 says, God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent you upon unto you. John 14 and 6 says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto me, uh, come unto my father, but by me. John 3 John 6, 35 says, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. John 8 and 12 says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. John 10 and 9 says, I am the door. By me, if any man enters in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and go out and find pasture. And John 10 and 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. John 11, 25 through 36 says, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me through though he were dead yet shall live and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believeth thou this. John 15 and 5 says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him shall bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. John 8 and 58 says, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. And lastly, Matthew 16, 15 and 17 says, He said unto them, but whom say you that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this to you, but Father which is in heaven. Who do you say I am? Welcome back. Welcome back. I am so excited that you all are back for another podcast here on Conquer Me podcast where we explore the personal, the love and the joy and the excitement and the ups and downs and all that stuff of developing a personal relationship with Jesus. Because here's the truth. You will go through things as a believer, but in God, we do not lose. There's always a lesson. There's always wisdom. There's always so many things that we gain and wisdom in the Bible is referred to, I believe it's likened like as unto jewels, right? So we're always gaining, you know, how people say, mm, you know, they dropping gems. That's literally wisdom. So we gain in God. I am Jennifer Jefferson and I am the host of Conquer Me podcast. I am here to talk to you about Christ at the end of the day, at the end of the day. We as believers, we need to speak the name of Jesus more. 
we need to say his name clearly. Yes, it is good to say, I believe in God, but a lot of people are believing in God, but they do not believe in Jesus Christ. And when I say believe in Jesus Christ, I mean, believe that he is the son of God. He is our risen savior. He died for our sins. He is uh, three in one. That means that there is that there is the father, the son and the Holy Spirit. But he is also a, a God. He is also God himself. Right. And so. A lot of faiths and a lot of beliefs, they believe in Jesus. They believe that he was a prophet. They believe all these other things, but they don't believe that he was the risen savior. They don't believe that he's the son of God. They don't believe that he is God. So um, here, we as believers, we need to say the name of Jesus more. Say the name of Jesus more. And my prayer is that when we say his name, that our language is, la- it is laced. It is saturated. It is marinated. And grace in love. Today, we are going to talk about I am. I am. I came across this great um, video, just a quick video that someone else reposted of Tiffany Montgomery. She is a preacher. Um, I think she, a lot of her stuff was on Instagram, but either way, she was talking about the words I am. And she said in the Hebrew term, In the Hebrew meaning of I am, it means it came to pass and it came to pass. And so her whole point was we have to be mindful of saying the words I am. And we have to be very, very mindful and guard our minds and our hearts and our words about how we speak. So if you're saying I am frustrated, I am tired, I am exhausted, I am this, I am that. If you're speaking all of these things, this is what you're actually call causing the spiritual realm to place into existence. Like this is what it is. And so when she said that, I said, let me go ahead and do my my study and, and go do some digging, right? Because... Number one, this is not a knock against her because I'm not saying that she isn't a woman of God. But I think that we have become way too comfortable. It it has always been there, but I think we have become way too comfortable when we hear things on um, Internet, especially things that are regarding the gospel, Bible, Christ, whatever it is. We just take it and run like let's let's do some fact checking. Right. Let's go and study this. So um, I have one of the uh, my study Bibles that I have is strong accordance. And in it, it does have a lot of the Hebrew terms. What what are the original Hebrew definitions of it? And I first started off with Exodus 3 and 14. And this is when God was talking, speaking to Moses. And he said, tell them I am that I am. And I always thought that that phrase alone was very boss like move who who's who's sending you tell them i am that i am sent me that's who you need to know that's all you need to know that i am all things that i am everything i am time itself i am that i am sent you and so i did look up the definition of that in the uh, strong accordance with the hebrew definition and it does say um the original meaning of that is i am means and it came to pass and it came to pass. So two things I want us to talk about is who do we say God is to us and who do we say we are? Because if I'm saying these things of who God is, that means that it will come to pass. 
even if my faith isn't fully there. If my faith isn't, and I want to help somebody here because sometimes we get a little bit caught up of allowing the mindset or the spirit of doubt to really consume us. We give it more power and attention than what we really need to do. There is a scripture in the Bible, and I want to say it's in Mark, where the where a guy was asking Jesus to heal his daughter. And he said, if you could. And the Jesus and Jesus looked at him and said, What do you basically what you mean if I could? He said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And so a lot of us, if you are believing that God is your provider, but there is doubt and there is unbelief there, you need to ask the Lord to expose your unbelief. Who do you say God is? At the beginning of this, in the intro, I, in the intro of this podcast, I went through s- several different scriptures that Jesus is saying, this is, I, this is who I am. I am. Remember, it is going to come to pass. And I love what he said. If you read it, and I'm going to put it in the notes, in the, um, the show notes, basically on the podcast notes about where all these scriptures are found, because it, for me, it is, I saw the pattern. The pattern in each verse after Jesus declared, I am, he spoke what the promise was. So when he said in John 6, 35, and Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger. That's the problem. That's the promise. So Jesus is letting them know I am the bread of life. I'm not just bread. Now, this was, I believe this was right after he fed the 5,000 with the fish and the, and the bread. So Jesus is saying, I am the bread of life, not just bread, period, but the bread of life. That means I give you all that you need in life. I give you the nutrients. I, I am going to feed you on a consistent basis, the bread of life. And then he immediately goes into what that promise is, what that promise is. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth in me shall never thirst. Here's another one. Jesus said in John 8 and 12, then Jesus spoke unto them saying, I am the light of the world. Once again, here's that word. I am. I am the light of the world. He that follow me shall not walk in darkness. That's the promise. So he's saying, I am the light. If you follow me, you're not going to walk in darkness, period. You're always going to be in light. So this is why now we can jump to when it says in Psalms 23, when David was saying, yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadows of death, I will fear no evil because thou art with me. Even though David saw the darkness, he understood that God was with him because he was in God. Now, this is before Jesus came. So this is during a time in the Old Testament where everyone was, it was only a certain people that had direct access to God. So David had access to God. David knew that yes, I am walking through this valley in the shadows of death. I love how shadows, because we know from even as a kid, if you stand in the sunlight, you will see your shadow. 
And as it hits a certain way and as the sign goes down, you see your shadow move, 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 move. But he said, yea, though I walk through this valley, since the shadows of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. This is what David was saying in Psalms. And here's, the, and here's Christ himself saying in John 8 and 12, that he spoke again unto them saying, I am the light of the world. He that follow me shall not walk in darkness. So even in your hardest and most trying times, and it may feel like it's darkness. It may feel like it's overwhelming. You have to proclaim that if I am a believer, this is for those who have accepted Jesus Christ. Because I want to make this clear. These, these scriptures that I have spoken, this is about us accepting Christ. And these are the promises of when we accept Christ. So I have accepted Christ. So I'm not walking in darkness, even though it may feel overwhelming. It may feel like I'm in the dark place, but I know I just have to do like David and say, God, I know you're with me. I know these shadows of death, they, they are trying to consume me, but I know that you're with me. Let your light so shine, God, let it get bigger and bigger and bigger in me so that I may see you so that people may see you in my life and glorify you, which is in heaven. God, I need to see your light big, Jesus. Sometimes that's just what it is. If I understand who God is, I understand now how to pray. I understand now how to focus. I understand now how to speak. What words am I saying? I, I can no longer decide to give attention to the things that are killing me, but yet give life. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. I have to speak life over the things that are actually giving me life with this Christ himself. Right. So every time Jesus spoke, I am. He said, I am. There was a promise immediately behind it. And what he said, even in John 10 and 9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and they shall go in and go out and find pasture. They're going to be good. They're going to be taken care of. So you remember when I said earlier that a lot of people, they believe in God. And they even believe that Jesus walked this earth because some faith and religions, they do believe that, but they don't believe that he is the son of God. They do not believe that um, they believe that he was just a man. Basically, he was a prophet. He didn't rise. He didn't have any power for, for miracles. He didn't have none of that. Right. But this clearly says John 10 and 9. I am the door by me. If any man enters in, he shall be saved. He shall be saved. We have to be very, very clear in understanding about the words I am. Even some of the things that we are saying kind of catching on to some of the most, um, I will, I guess you can kind of say like the trendier language, you know what I'm saying? Like vibes and energies and, you know what I'm saying? I'm just a spiritual person. I don't really claim to be a Christian. I don't really claim to be the other type of stuff. Okay. Watch what, how are you saying I am? Because if I am desiring the promises of God, if I'm desiring the fullness of God, I need to line up my words and my life with the Bible. I have to line myself up with what the word of God says. I have to repent. I have to turn from my wicked ways. I have to know that I'm set apart. 
I am set apart. The Bible says that we are a peculiar people. I am unique. I cannot do things like everybody else. And that's okay because I understand the fruit and the blessings and all the greatness that God has given me. So we have to understand what I am means. And one of my husband's favorite scriptures, and this is how we, because I really want us to, to really think about how we speak I am over our own lives. Matthew 6, 15 and 17 says, he said, said unto them, for whom do they say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ and the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon, for flesh and blood have not revealed it to you, but father, but my father, which is in heaven. If you desire to have a better understanding of who God is, if you really want to see God differently, like God, I need to see you differently. I want to see you more than maybe what I've seen in my parents or my community or my church or whoever. Because the truth is we can literally narrow God into a certain box. I want you to really ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you who God is. Jesus said that to Simon. Simon Peter, he said, who do you say that I am? And when he said, you are Christ, the son of the living God, you are son of God. He said, only you couldn't get that in flesh and blood. You couldn't get that from knowledge. You couldn't remember. Remember, this is during a time when Jesus, he was, you know, new in his ministry. People were doubting that he was Messiah. People were doubting that he was Christ, our savior. He, people were doubting on all levels of who he was. God himself had to reveal to him who Jesus is. So it is so important for you to really ask the Holy Spirit, reveal to me who God is and find a book. I know I have a book. It's called The Name of God and it has, and it's so good. It has like several different names in the Bible that is referenced towards God, is referenced towards the Holy Spirit and is referenced towards um, Jesus. And every name is different. So you know how um, when it says, he is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He is Jehovah Nisi. I believe that's God who is with me. So it's like there are all these various names and these names are off of biblical and scripture understanding of when someone had an encounter with God, when Jesus promised who he was. I am this. Right. So when Jesus said, this is who I am, when God said, this is who I am, when when the Holy Spirit was declared as this, these are all the names. But are we even curious enough to start seeking God of understanding more of who he is? I am that I am. And it came to pass. Think about it. If you're struggling in a certain area, let's say you're struggling in, um, in, in your studies. God, you are my teacher. You are Holy Spirit. You are my guide. You will guide me along the way. And Christ, I will be a student just like you, right? I am a student like Christ. Why? Because see, Christ literally studied at the temple. There's a passage of scripture when it says his, uh, his parents, Mary and Joseph, went to go look for him. And he was at the temple studying and having conversations, debating and all that type of stuff. 
because he needed to understand the laws of that time. That was, he was on a mission. So God, I am a student like Christ. I am going to be found studying the word of God. I'll be found studying my, uh, my books that I need for my major, whatever you need to study. You need to ask God to come in that place and start declaring who you are. Declare who he is first, then declare who you are. Because when we apply that, that mindset, then we can go into when the scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But if I have a narrow perspective of who Christ is, I am going to remain weak because I have not opened my mind and my heart to really see who Christ is. I don't see him as my teacher. I don't see him as a student. I don't see him as a big brother. I don't see him as my savior. I don't see him. I don't see him. I don't see him. I don't see him. So if I limit how I see him, what can I really do? And it does. And it goes into how we speak about ourselves. We are a reflection of what we believe, our words. Our words are a reflection of what we believe. When I saw that video about I am and it gave such a deeper understanding of that. And after I studied and I was like, I looked it up and I was like, wow, okay. It does say I am means comes to pass. So if I'm constantly saying I am exhausted, what do I expect to happen? I am literally changing the spiritual atmosphere for me to become exhausted. And one day the Lord will allow me to go in more in depth to, so I can truly, truly talk about that. But what happens when we speak? What happens? How we command our angels. How we are speaking things into existence. You know, I've said it multiple times on this podcast. Our words have power. Right. And this is why I'm just like so mindful whenever I'm praying for somebody or for God has me to give them a word. If I'm preaching, teaching, whatever, like I'm praying, Lord, give me the words because I am not trying to be on these streets just talking out the side of my neck or just saying what I think. I am not God. Truth. I am not someone's healer and deliverer. I am not someone's savior. I am a child of God. And I am constantly learning and and studying and I am desiring to stay at the feet of Christ. So when I learned about the power of I am, then it just made so much sense. When Christ spoke, I am. So I have to begin to say, okay, Jennifer, what are you saying I am to? So even in the morning as I'm on my health journey. I am on my health journey and I will continue to stay on my health journey until the Lord takes me home because I insist on being healthy. I want to live a healthy and long life. So I'm getting up at 5 a.m. going to this class and this step aerobics class is kicking me left and right. And I remember just sitting up and I, even though I was feeling tired, I said, I am full of energy. As I sighed, <laughs> I am going to be strong and full of life during this class because she already warned us that she was going to give us another 15 minutes. So I was like, I am going to give it my all. It was like I was trying to give myself a pep talk. Because once I understood that, because now I believe, now I believe this. Once you believe something, you are now held accountable to what you believe. So now I have to be very mindful of my words. And especially when I say I am, 
So now even I had to begin, I was talking to my husband about this and I, and while I was talking to him about this video and I said, well, how do we address our feelings and our issues? Because I do not believe in suppressing what you are going through, but I don't believe in giving it more life and having it consume you. Right. So we're not going to suppress it, but we're not going to put it on a platform as well. So as we were talking, one thing he was saying is, you know, you recognize what you are feeling, but at the same time, you have to speak the truth and the promises of God. And one of the scriptures that came up during our discussion, and I believe it's found in Romans 8 and 28, or I believe it's Romans 8 and 18, when it says, for the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. So in that they addressed the suffering, but they did not say, they did not end it on that. They didn't start off with, I know God is going to bless me, but, because some of us do that. I know God is going to bless me, but I am this, I am that. And it's like, hey, you have to stop saying the, the promises first and then turn around and saying the negative, which is your truth. And you are laying, lying and resting in your truth. This is where you make your bed. So we have to still speak about what is happening. I, you know, here's the truth. I miss my dad. I miss my dad. I understand that there is a season of mourning. There's a season of grieving. But I'm believing that when that season is done, it's done. Because according to Ecclesiastes, it said there's a time and season under the sun. But did you see how I used those words, my words? I still allowed my truth to be spoken. But I allowed the truth, which is God's truth, which is the Bible, to be my fact. Some of us are allowing our emotions and what we are going through to be our fact instead of it understanding this is just a temporary thing. So if we speak and if we understand that these trials and these tribulations and these ups and downs are just a moment, how would that really change our language? But if you understand now that I am means that it comes to pass. So every time I speak, I am, what am I saying for to come to pass? What am I asking to come to pass? Am I just saying no? This is what I'm, you can just be honest, like, you know what, right now there, there's a lot of issues that I'm going through, um, but I understand that this is temporary and the key word is going through. This is not going to be long. Right now, I feel frustrated. Right now, I feel alone. It, uh, now, here's the thing. When we put even that word on there, I feel, I understand that it is my feelings. It is not the truth, because if I feel alone and if I say I feel alone, but I know that God is with me. Because I know he says that he will never leave me nor forsake me. I am placing my future in the power on the promises of God instead of my feelings. Right now, I am feeling concerned. About maybe your job or whatever the case is. 
But I know what the Bible says that he shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. So God is my provider. He is my provider. I am taken care of. I am his child. And if you're like, God, I still am struggling with how to speak this stuff. Then you begin to ask him, Lord, change my language. I think I said this last podcast or the podcast before. I've been praying like, God, show me my language. Like, expose it. Like, let it be so. Have you ever heard yourself say something and you're like, Lord Jesus, did I just say that out loud? That's how blaring it has been. Like, so loud and kind of obnoxious. Certain things I've said. And then I hear it, I'm like, oh, I hear it. Thank you, Jesus, for for pointing it out. Thank you, Jesus, for showing me that I I'm that language isn't language of faith. It's not language of promises. Okay, I need to speak your promises and your word over my life. I need to speak these things. And once again, I am not saying that you dismiss and that you ignore and that you don't. Talk about what you are going through. You have to. I think one of the promise, one of the, um, I don't want to say issues, but one thing I noticed growing up and of the previous generation within the church, it wasn't a lot of conversation about what people were going through. It was all about the promises of God, which is wonderful. But then it made people feel like if they were going through anything, then something was wrong with them. Something was wrong with their faith. Something was wrong with their salvation. Something was just wrong. Like, I'm just not believing because I'm just going through all stuff. And everybody else is just like, you know, I'm blessed and I have the favor. And I'm like, yeah, I don't feel it like right now. Right. And so so this is why we still have to speak what is happening because if we don't then we do remove the scripture that says cast casting your cares upon him for he cares for you right and one of the ways that we cast our cares over to god is through our confessions directly to him when the bible says i can boldly come to the throne of my father i can ask of him anything i can talk to him about anything i can just say lord jesus real talk right now all this stuff is stressing me out real talk my account the way he's looking Got your sis on the edge, right? It can be however you converse with God, that's what you do. So we don't want to remove the conversation of what is happening because Jesus wants us to know that he wants us to cast our cares over to him. When he also says that his yoke is easy and his burdens are light so that he actually will take the load off of us, but we have to give him the load, right? But the thing is, we cannot go back and pick it up. We have to rest on the promises of God. And that is through who he says that he is. And then also, what are you speaking who you are as a child of God? I am of royal priesthood. I have hands that produce wealth. That's what Deuteronomy 8.18 says. It says, for it is he that gives you the ability to get wealth. So I am wealthy. I am able to obtain wealth, right? So all of these things that we can, if we just can get into the word of God and begin to begin to really begin to understand and speak the word of God over our lives, I wonder what it will look like. 
I wonder what it will look like. I have this little book that I got, I purchased. Um, I can't remember what the name of the website was, but it's, um, but I was getting an angel book. Um, I got this book about angels some years ago from a friend and I gave, cause it was their cop personal copy. And so they let me borrow it. I gave it back to them after I read it. So I wanted to have my own copy and it's from author Charles Caps. And, um, he has a YouTube channel. I believe, I, I, I don't think the man is alive to be honest with you. I hope look. I now I feel bad if he if he is alive. But either way, it's a lot of old messages on there and a lot of old sayings on there. Um, but he is a very, very positive uh man of God who loves the word of God. And in this little book, when I say it's like a little pamphlet, something you can put in your pocket. And it talks about God's creative powers. And in the beginning, his daughter writes in here about how she saw her father. Um, really kind of lose hope in a lot of areas because they lost their farm. His health was declining, all this other type of stuff. But, they, but, the, but then he began to speak the word of God over his life, over the farm, over his health. And she began to see the transformation. And there, that's when she saw how powerful the word of God is. Um, and so what he did in this book, which I appreciate, he said this one thing, and I want to read this line to you before we just end it, because I always try to keep it under a certain time. But in here, it says, um, it says in this book, it says, as I was teaching from this text, and the text he was reading from, let me go back, is um, the text he was reading from was scripture, Mark eleven twenty three, For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. It will have what he will have, whatever he says. And then his commentary is, as I was teaching from this text, Jesus said to me, I have told my people they can have what they say, but they are saying what they have. Are you speaking what you have? Are you speaking the opposite? I'm going to speak things into existence. I'm going to read that again. What he said, he said, Jesus said to me, I have told my people they can have what they say, but they are saying what they have. Are you speaking who you are in this present tense and off of your past? Or are you speaking who God says you are. I am blessed and highly favored. I am the head and not the tail. I am the lender and not the borrower. I am whole and complete. I am loved. I am not alone. I am never forsaken, nor am I abandoned. How are you speaking who you are? I hope this has blessed you. I hope this has really given you a different perspective of your words and specifically the word I am. The Bible is so full of wisdom and gems and life changing instructions and understanding and knowledge. And my prayer is that 
as a whole, as believers, we just begin to yearn and thirst for God, yearn and thirst for righteousness, yearn and thirst for holiness, yearn and thirst for his word, for worship and prayer and just to be with him, right? Just to be like him. Not to be like what other people say we should be. No, 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 no. I'm talking to be, I'm talking about being authentically who we are in Christ Jesus. We are so unique. We're so different. All of us have a different pathway. All of us have a different mission. All of us have different things and purposes that God has called for us to do. Who do you say you are? Watch how you say I am. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this time together. God, I thank you and I praise you for everyone that has listened to this podcast. Bless over them, God. Please begin to open up their eyes on their words, on what they say and how they say it, God. How they're even speaking to their loved ones. How they're speaking about other people, God. Are they speaking life or death? Are we walking and talking about the promises of God or are we constantly talking about the issues and the woes of life, God? But God, we thank you for your wisdom and your grace and your understanding on teaching us how to cast things over to you, but not resting in it. Because it does not mean that that is our identity. You give us our identity. So we will speak your promises over us. And if anyone is listening and you want to be saved, I pray that you repeat after me, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I want you to be my savior. I want you to be my healer. I want you to be my deliverer. I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you rose and died for me. If you have said that from your heart, you are saved. We are rejoicing. Heaven is rejoicing. God is so happy. Angels were happy. All of us, we are just happy, happy, happy. (laughs) We are happy. And I pray that you find a good church home. And I pray that you find people who will help you through this walk. I love you all. Please subscribe and please follow, download these episodes, and I will speak to you next Friday.